I think I'm going to be able to change your opinion on how this collusion lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors and other brokerages is somehow a huge win for the industry and buyers and sellers. Because right now, buyers currently pay zero when being represented to buy a home. So that can only go up. But I think a lot of folks misunderstand how the home buying process works and how folks are paid. I'm going to read you this excerpt from a CBS article, but you can take it from pretty much every article that I've seen online. Industry experts said this week's legal verdict that the powerful National Association of Realtors and several large brokerages conspired to inflate home commissions could eventually reduce real estate agent fees and crucially lower costs for buyers and sellers. You can't get any lower than zero for buyers. So I'm not sure how it's going to work on that end. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. One, how did the jury come to this verdict in the first place? We'll break down the trial. They came back after two hours and 28 minutes. So apparently there was some very compelling evidence in this trial. How listings become online? Because a lot of folks think, hey, why can't I just go online and do this or that? Actually, you already can. Are commissions negotiable in the first place? Eh, they kind of are already how each side gets paid. And as I talked about why this will unfairly shift a lot of the responsibility financially and education wise to the home buyers and why this really won't even lower home prices in the first place. If this is your first time hearing the sound of my voice, my name is David. I have a background in mortgage lending, mortgage underwriting, and as a realtor. So yes, that is the whole entire home buying process. I've also purchased multiple homes, but most importantly, I've helped hundreds of people like you buy their first home in real life. I don't just talk about it on the internet. Let's go get those keys. Welcome back to House Rich, the first time home buyer show where we provide you actionable steps in layman terms to buy your first home. Let's jump right into this topic by jumping into another topic, student loans. That's currently one of the biggest financial burdens folks have. But let's talk about how student loans work. Because everyone knows that student loans are essentially a horrible deal. They're a big deal or a big win for the lender. But it, somebody like 17, 18, 19 is signing this horrible deal to sign up for debt essentially for the next 20 to 30 years. But imagine if the person, when they're going to get a student loan, had a representative by their side. They could look at the deal and be like, what, explain it to this person who's just 18 years old and doesn't really understand finances. Like, hey, this is the interest you'll be paying. This is how much interest you have to pay on top of the loan. This is how long it'll take you to pay it off. Even paying, making payments early, don't go towards the principal, they go towards the interest. And so this is a, maybe a potentially crippling deal for you. So here are some other options. Here are other lenders you can look at. Here are other funding methods you can look at. Maybe here are other career paths you want to take because it's pretty much presented like, hey, it's free money right now. And then, hey, you know, down the line, don't worry about it, but you can pay it off with this high paying job you get down the line. Like, I think the state of the student loan industry will be completely different if student loan folks had representation beside them. So now we're going to dive into this lawsuit because if the lawyers have it the way they like to based on what they're fighting for, they're fighting just for their, their commission, actually, ironically, 40% commission on this deal. The buyer's rep, the money for that person would come out of the pocket of the person buying the home. But let's jump into this verdict. And I mentioned they came back in two hours and 28 minutes. They actually came back like an hour and a half to ask for how to decide damages. So they pretty much decided very quickly that 
NAR and other folks, the other brokerages were colluding to inflate their commissions. The focus of this lawsuit is the National Association of Realtors, which I'll refer to as NAR from this point on, that requires the home sellers to offer to pay the commission of the agent representing the home buyer when they advertise their property on the MLS multiple listing services. So how it works is when you sign a contract with a seller, you actually ask them, hey, do you want me to put your home on the MLS to advertise it to more people? They can say yes or no, but pretty much they're going to say yes, because why are they hiring a realtor if not to have them advertise the property? Now, here's where the potential issue lies. In order to list the home on the MLS, you have to be part of the National Association of Realtors to get access to the MLS. It goes on the MLS and then it spits out the listing to all the other sites as well as like realtor.com, Zillow, etc. But there's the data is on the MLS and there's a little bit more data on the MLS that is private. So just that the realtor can see it versus like what you do, a civilian would see when you look at like Zillow.com and things of that nature. So they're saying that one by default of having to really listen to MLS to have the most visibility that there's like a, some sort of the agents and the and NAR are in cahoots in the first place. To me, that's kind of a stretch, but I think that's the logic they're using there because the majority of homes in the US are on the MLS, like 90% of them. It also says, this is in addition to having to cover the commission for their listing agent or broker. So, but of course they're gonna to have to cover the commission for the listing agent. Like what is this fantastical scenario where the person selling their home does not have to pay a either side of the, of the transaction? To me, that doesn't really make any sense. Because of course there is the option, which is for sale by owner, where you can just kind of do your own thing and put it um, specifically on like realtor.com or Zillow or whatever. You can always, like for sale by owner has been and always will be an option. They also talk about NARS rule also prohibits the buyer's agent from making home purchase offers contingent on the reduction of their commission according to the complaint. So they're saying that, hey, even if the buyer agent is like, hey, to close this deal, you know, I'll reduce my commission by half a percent or 1% or something like that. They're not even allowed to do that. But here's the thing, a buyer's agent can actually give part of their commission to the person they're represented, representing. So they sort of cancel. Like if there's an issue where maybe something happened and now the buyer is short a little bit of money, the buyer's agent can actually cover some of that with their commission. And same thing with the seller's agent, they can do the same thing in order to help their seller. So once again, that item has always existed. Next, if NAR's mandatory offer of compensation rule were not in place, the home buyer would foot the bill for the agent's commission, which would open the door for competition and lower commissions amongst vets vying to represent a buyer, the plaintiff contended. Another thing, like commissions are never like in stone. You can see this actually on Zillow and Realtor.com as well if you look through it, but you can actually see what your realtor is going to make from the sale or helping you purchase the home. Typically, most markets is 60%, but sometimes you'll see, so half is 3%. Sometimes you see 2%, sometimes you see like 2.5%. There's actually one builder out there that only gives 1%. So the idea that these commissions are locked in just isn't accurate. And also the idea that there's gonna be an arms race to this to the bottom of the commission totem pole doesn't make sense. Like most realtors are not gonna be doing like 1% or 1.5%, even 2% commission is rough because people are like, oh, you know, realtors are glorified door openers. All they do is open the door. There's a lot of time put into buying a home. Like I've driven around with people for like weeks. Well, I've shown some people like 20, 25 homes. I've even shown somebody, yeah, I think 21 homes 
they ended up not purchasing home. Like that was their prerogative. They were just like, hey, rates are getting high. It's not the right time for me to buy home. That, that you know, that was their decision to make. I'm not salty or anything like that. That just is what it is. But think about it. Realtors don't actually pay until the home closes. The idea that somebody is going to ride around with somebody for, uh, you know, three, four weeks, sometimes two, three months, and then they get like 1% of the sales price is can sometimes break down to below minimum wage. Like that's not happening. The only realtors that are going to do that for you are probably not quality realtors that can actually show their worth when it comes to like negotiating, you know, looking at issues with, a, with the property. Uh, and a lot of other things that realtors bring to the table as far as their their value, right? Some realtors just do open doors. Let's, uh, let's not, uh, I'm not going to deny that. Next. I'm a realtor in Dallas and would love to help you reach your goals of home ownership. So click the link in the description and just schedule a call no matter where you are on your journey. Not in Dallas, no worries. I can help connect you with a vetted realtor in your local jurisdiction as well. And feel free to share with friends, family, and folks. Everyone gets left. The NAR spokesman also noted that the trade association policies have always required that an offer of agent commission be made without any specific amount. Like before this whole lawsuit, I think it was like a dollar is like what is required. So technically, in order to put the home on MLS, you do have to offer the buyer's agent something, but the minimum was actually a dollar after this lawsuit or actually during the lawsuit, they lowered it to zero. Adding that, actually adding that it could be as little as $1 or even a penny. So yes, the option to actually put a small number for the buyer's commission has always existed. So why has it just been the standard like four, five, 6%? Because that's just what the market has said. Like, do you think every single brokerage across America is colluding in order to do this? The vast majority of realtors don't make any money. Like I think like 20% of realtors do like, you know, 80% of the business, which is pretty much the majority of any commission industry. So you don't think that at some point, some salty realtor would be like, hey, I'm gonna blow the 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 top off this this business, off these these meetings we've been having to collude against buyers and I don't know, write a book or go on 60 minutes or something like that. Somebody would have then spilled the beans if there was this mass collusion going on between realtors. It's, it's not a, a thing, right? And lastly, today, what effectively happens is the buyer's agent commissions are added to the sales price of the house. Inflating sales prices, says Stephen Brock, senior fellow at the Consumer Federation of America. If sellers no longer have to pay for the buyer's agent, there wouldn't be that inflation and buyers could negotiate the commission down and they would end up paying less money. The idea that like home sellers are now going to sell their home for less because they wouldn't be paying the buyer's agent any money, it's just bogus. They're just going to pocket the money. Like it's not driving down home prices because home prices are based on comparable sales. So like if your neighbor's home sold for $305,000 in like three weeks, you're going to list your home for 310, 315, you know, based on how quickly that sold. You're not saying, well, man, now things have changed and I'm not paying the buyer's agent an extra 3% and I'm actually going to lower <laughs> what I would have sold the home by 3%. Like that, that that's not a thing that, that, that happens. Like, so the idea that somehow this is going to drive down home prices is kind of bogus in my opinion. All right, let's jump into a few of the topics I mentioned at the top of the show. I think no matter what side you're on, we can all agree the big winner in this situation is the lawyers because they got a one point, let's round up and say $1.8 billion decision for about the 500,000 people in this class action 
lawsuit. Now, if you take 1.8 billion divided by 500,000, you get $3,600 per plaintiff. But as we all know, the lawyers got to get paid. And typically, like on these cases, lawyers can make about 40% ironically commission in this situation. So 40% of this is, comes out to about $720 million for the lawyers, $3,600 for the plaintiffs. And you're probably thinking, you got to back out that commission so the plaintiffs get even less. You are 100% correct. So if you back out that $720 million, each person plaintiff is going to get about $2,160. So the big winner here is the lawyer. Ironically, I think when the plaintiffs see how much commission the lawyer took, they're going to hire another lawyer to complain about how this lawyer's commission is definitely too high. But let's get to the topic, right? Now, how do listings get online in the first place? As I mentioned, they go on the MLS and the MLS spits them out to the other sites. But you always have the option as a for sale by owner to do this manually yourself. You also have the option to not put your home on the MLS. Are commissions negotiable? Yes, they have been and they always will be. When you're signing a contract as a seller, there's a spot on there that says a commission agreement and there's a number that you put in the contract. Now, typically what the market has decided is that that number is 6%. But you are able to say, hey, I don't want to do it for 6%. Can you do it for 5%, 5.5%? And the realtor being an independent contractor can say, no, I don't want to do it for less than what I think I'm worth. Go find another realtor. And now you can go find another realtor. They may sell your home for 5 or 5.5%. That has always been an option that's been on the table. There's even like discount brokers. There's people that'll sell your home for a flat fee. Like that option has always existed. If you actually go to like realtor.com or zillow.com, a lot of times you can see what the commission is for the buyer's agent on the property. Typically, typically you'll see 3%, but sometimes you'll see 2%. Sometimes you see 2.5%. That means that the seller negotiated the commission split up front with that, the person selling their home. So yes, that you can actually see that in real life on those websites. Now, how does each side get paid? Typically, it's a 50-50 split between what the seller and the seller's agent agree to. So if it's 6% commission, 3% for the buyer, 3% of the seller. And as a reminder, when you're buying a home, you pay no money. When you're selling, you do pay money. Because you have a home, you have something to take the proceeds from in order to pay both parties. So you can look at it like this. You pay 0% when you buy the home, but then you pay 3% to the seller's agent when you sell the home and another 3% to the buyer's agent in order to compensate them for their time and effort in helping bring a buyer to sell your property. To me, that's not like a, a wild concept because these people in the lawsuit, they definitely weren't complaining like when they bought a home and paid 0% commission, but now it's, uh, now it's bad when they had to sell the home and pay the 3% the commission to the buyer's agent. So that, that's kind of weird to me, but eh, I guess that's a, another topic for another day. Let's get into the burden now that possibly will be shifted to the first time home buyer who currently pays nothing to buy a home. There could be potential financial and educational burdens placed on that person because one, you don't know what you don't know. Like people want to call realtors glorified door openers and all the jokes, etc. But 
there's a lot of things that realtors bring to the table when it comes to representing you when buying a home. One, like how do you even know what the home is worth in the first place? Like the buyer's agent representing you will look at like comparable sales and say, hey, these are some sales that justify the price or here's some sales that justify the price potentially being lower. They'll look at stuff in the property. Like I'll give example. I was looking with a young lady a few weeks ago that wanted to, to purchase a home and she liked the home. It was way below the market or it was, it was right in her price range, especially for, she was looking at a lower price range. And I'm, I'd never tell somebody not to buy a home, but I'm like, Oh, you see these cracks in the property. There's a very good chance that those are structural issues. I'm not a structural engineer, so I don't know, but there may potentially be foundation issues with the property. So I, I can't guarantee you there are, but I know what's going to happen based on my expertise in the industry. You're going to get under contract on this property. You're going to pay option money, which you can't get back. You're going to pay earnest money, which you can get back if you leave back out of the contract within the option period. But you're also going to have to pay for a home inspector that's most likely going to point out a lot of the things that I'm pointing out that are visual issues that I can tell that are wrong with the property just based on my expertise in being in the industry for seven years at this point. And so what happens? You get the inspection from the home inspector and you're like, okay, yeah, this home is bad. I want to back out of the property. But once again, you can't get the, the $200 in earnest money you already put down. You can't get back the $200 you paid for the inspection. So now you're out $600 and you're on to look at the next property. Speaking of inspectors, like how do you find inspectors? How do you determine what things may be worth? Renovations, the future value of the home, uh, value after repairs, etc. There's a lot of value that realtors bring to the table. Like even directing you towards a neighborhood. Sometimes folks will be like, hey, I want to buy in Dallas. So I'm like, hey, Dallas is pretty large. Is there a certain area or a certain criteria you want in your home search? I can help point you in that direction. Here's another example. I was looking with a first time home buyer about six, seven weeks ago. And she liked the property. But one thing I noticed was like, hey, the gradient of the backyard, gradient grade, the angle of the backyard is coming down right towards the foundation. When you're looking at a home, the home should be up a little bit and there should be a gradient going towards the backyard, not the backyard going towards the home because that directs all the water towards the foundation of the property, which can lead to once again, foundation issues. And that's something that I always like to point out because foundation issues can be tens, twenties, thirties of thousands of dollars. And there's something you have to repair that brings no value to the home because it's understood the foundation should be fine. So you paying $20,000 to fix the foundation just brings the home back up to the value it should be. It does not add any value to the property. So that's just some of the expertise that the potential first-time home buyer will be in the hopeful. Now let's talk about the financial part. Right now they're paying zero. So if you want to do things on your own, you're going to be lacking the knowledge. Or if you want to have somebody represent you, and let's say commission goes all the way down to 1%. I don't think it'll ever go that low. But now you're paying an extra 1% on top of whatever that down payment would be. So now you, the first time home buyer, have to bring even more money to the table in this super unaffordable home buying market as this. So what happens with that? That actually reduces the one that's going to widen the, the wealth gap between the haves and the have nots, but also that reduces the number of buyers on the market, which coincidentally may deflate the value at which that home seller can sell their home for because now there's less 
demand for the property because there's ironically a lower supply of people that are even in a position to purchase that home. Now, let's be honest, commission is baked into every aspect of life. It's just very visible when it comes to realtors and the prices are so high that people feel that it's unfair. Like on a million dollar home, 6% of that is $60,000. The folks just think that's that's just too much because they're, they're pocket watching. But if you're listening to this on the podcast or you're watching this on YouTube on your phone, statistically, you're probably watching it on an iPhone. I think that's like 40% of the market. Now, when you go to the Apple store or wherever you got your phone, that person may not have got a commission for selling you the home because hey, you're already walking into the store. You know what you wanted to buy. You don't really need a breakdown of how the iPhone works. But guess what? You probably seen a commercial for an iPhone at some point in time. That is called advertising. The realtor helps advertise and market your home. The, the commercials help advertise and market that phone. And guess what? That advertising budget is baked into the price of that iPhone. So guess what? You're paying commission on an iPhone and every single product that most likely is in your house as well. But uh, let me know your thoughts on this commission lawsuit. Did I change your opinion? Is it a good thing? Bad thing? Realtors as door openers? Should the number be lower? I was getting some feedback from folks um, today before I hopped on. Somebody was like, hey, it should be a $1,500 flat fee. And I'm like, what? Because realtors just do paperwork. So I'm like, have you ever purchased a home in your life? Like, why do you think it's just paperwork? And also, where did this $1,500 number come from? I think some of folks think that if commissions go down, home prices are going down. Uh, it won't happen. But hey, as always, buy land. Rumor has it they're not making any more of it.